because uh, I'm here with an old friend, Dean Edwards. Yeah. Who uh, I think we could almost call you a legend of comedy now at this point. I don't uh, know if that I'll, I'll that makes you feel old, but nah, but, but dude, you, nah, one one I'm of my favorite people, one of my favorite comics. Oh, thanks, bro. And Thank uh, you, and he you. brought a friend, uh, Sean. I know your first name. Don't know your last name. Uh, I go by Sean Dominic. Sean Dominic. Sean, say it again with that bass. That is, yeah, do it with that voice. (laughs) (laughs) Sean Dominic. (laughs) And and as uh, as Katie would say, we have two. Uh, two oh, black, me- two black and beautiful. What did what she, she say? She said black and delicious. I've never, <laughs> I've never had that black introduction. On, on, on when I came on stage, I was like, I don't know if I felt me too right now. This <laughs> was, uh, mm, she separated, beautiful and black. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's like, <laughs> yeah. She's black and beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like, I like. That was a nice intro. That motivated me. Yeah. So 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 Dean just did a set at the Laugh Factory. What was the show? What was the show? Just a. a all star comedy. Was yeah, it? some sort of all. I mean, it was an all all star uh, set, but I thought it was for something special because I saw when I saw the lineup, I was like, "Wow, this Damn. is like a stacked." Yeah. Uh, the lineup said Jay Moore. Um, who else? Uh, what's dude from Two Broke Girls? Uh, Jonathan Kite. He Kite. Was there. Jonathan Kite. He. Oh, he was there. Yeah, Donnell he did. Wallace okay. Donnell was supposed to be there. Um, and when I got there, and I literally got there right before my set. And they were like, nobody showed up. I was like, oh. oh wow. <laughs> she was like, she was like, I'm so happy. Thank you for being the one person that showed up. And I was like, oh well. Yeah. I, I've. That's how you know you're successful when you can say, yeah, I don't want to show up for my spot. Oh, exactly. You exactly. know. And, and there's no repercussions. No one ever is like. Right. Right. Like, can you show up next time? Right. 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 Don't do it again unless you forget. But I also come from the, you know, the, the, like you said, I, I appreciate you saying legend. I, I think I just been been doing this long enough that. Um, you know, people kind of recognize me or know me, and I've never been to that point where I fiend so much for getting on stage yeah. that I don't like missing spots. Yes, even even tw- twenty seven and a half years into my career, I'm like, nah. If I if I wow. if I if I put put in my avails, then you have to respect that somebody else could have had that spot. Yeah. And if if I whether it's here at the Laugh Factory, whether it's back east, um, at the Comedy Cellar, and I put in my veils with, like to, to today, I realized that I put in the veils for the for the cellar this weekend, and I can't do Saturday because I'm going to the uh, the new edition concert on Saturday. So I I hit her to I could have waited with, till with, tomorrow with, with your uh, your lady. Yeah, yeah, with yeah, my wife. And so I was, no, but yeah. here's what's ill. I have it on my calendar, but force of habit. Made me when I put my veils in. I said, "Yeah, Friday, I'm I'm home. Friday and Saturday, I'm I'm available." And then I was like, "I, I was like, oh no!" <laughs> and I was like, "Nah, let me let me go ahead and uh, let me cancel this now to yeah, save yeah, myself yeah. the headache later." Yeah. So I want to talk about tonight. So tonight you follow George Wallace, who yeah. is without a doubt a legend. That's legend. Of, yeah, of comedy. yeah. And uh, I've been in Laugh Factory a long time. I think I used to see standing ovations with with Dane Cook back in the Dane yeah, Cook during days. Yeah, during the Dane Cook era. That, that uh, yeah. And uh, and I haven't seen one probably in five or six years right. at this okay. club. Right. And George Wallace got this. I mean, he milked it. He, oh, he, he yeah. made it. Happen. Oh yes, yeah, yes. He, he, yes. he yes. earned it, but yes. he milked it. He, he earned milked, it, but he, he milked, milked the he, shit he, out of but, it. But <laughs> so there's this big standing <laughs> ovation. Like there were there were there were grip sta- uh, strains on the udders. But. So and you're in the back, and if it was if I was in your shoes, I'd be pacing, I'd be doing vocal warm ups, oh, I'd be stra- I'd be nervous <laughs> as fuck. You were just like hanging out on your phone, hey, like, man. ready to go. That doesn't do. ever make you feel like when someone gets a reaction like that, you don't ever feel like it nah, matters. I so think he warmed up the crowd for you, honestly. As I I look at it like you know what years ago that might have intimidated me, but you 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 Bill's in there talking like he ain't been in this a long time, and you know, <laughs> especially coming from. New York, out here similar, but in New York, you know, on a on a good night, you might have to follow Seinfeld and Chris Rock. Yeah, well, you know, like the cellar, right? Whether the cellar, whether stand up New York. I remember when Rock was working on uh, like the Oscars. He's preparing for the Oscars or a new special, and so now. If I'm leaving the comic strip and going to stand up New York, as I leave the strip, he's getting to the strip. And then when I get to stand up New York, waiting to go on, he winds up at stand up New York to go on. Yeah. My man Sean is, is yeah. the bartender that you remember. Yeah, that I remember. Yeah, I remember. And, and so 
you're like, oh damn, and, and he's gonna he he might um go long, but you're like, all right, well I'm a, if nothing I'm gonna watch and learn and see what I can learn, yeah. but also just figure out how to how to how to master this beast, and, and I'm not afraid to go after anybody. Was there was there a moment where that happened for you, where you 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 beat that dragon, or was there? Because I feel like there's always a point early on in someone's career uh -huh. where they follow someone who is a monster let me, let, and let they <laughs> eat the biggest dick afterwards. Let me tell you, my, my second uh, appearance on television, uh, my first was Dev Comedy Jam in, uh -huh. in 90. Which is not an easy audience. People right. don't realize that. So, so leading to my point, when you, when you come from doing, I think the difference between doing mainstream clubs versus doing the urban rooms is the urban rooms you always have to come out shooting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? The mainstream yes. rooms, you have time to give exposition, you have time to explain yourself and get people in, in your frame your your world, right? Yeah. Black black room, if I'm doing Smokey's room at, up in Harlem or doing yeah. Port Knockers back in the days in Brooklyn that Donnell used to host and you have 300 people that they just the Knicks are playing, and in, it's the playoffs, and they just shut the TVs off. Like, all right, y'all, we we starting the comedy show. You already are starting at a deficit. Oh yeah. Because the audience is is now um is now kind of antsy. Like, yo. Yep. I yeah. cuz a lot of people don't come, don't necessarily come for the comedy show. They come in to holler at shorties. They come in to watch the game. And coming to eat dinner and get uh, eat crab cakes, and now they're like, "All right, showtime!" They're like showtime, <laughs> and, and an urban audience. I say urban because it's not just black; it's Latino. It's, it's you know some, the white people that didn't move out, you know, <laughs> right? And they they're more the the laughs. I think are are more powerful because you have to work harder because they they're coming from a position of a. Who will you make me laugh? Yeah. Yep. Whereas if if yep. someone if someone pays to come to a comedy club, um, if I'm at if I'm if I'm headlining Gotham, people you've spent twenty or thirty dollars saying here I'm coming out specifically for comedy. Yeah. So now I sit up front. Hi. They I'm, got a I'm, half a I'm smile anxious. ready. I'm, I'm yeah. ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. That's yeah. the that's the guy on the poster. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a different approach. And the first time I uh, did uh, my second uh, TV sh appearance was uh was at the Apollo Theater. Uh, it was it was uh, a couple months after uh, Notorious B.I.G. God bless uh, Christopher Wilde. Biggie just had died. Wow. Um, I had a joke where I, where I was doing an impression of Biggie um, on stage, and I remember cats coming up to me saying, "Yo, you still doing that joke?" Because I heard this dude got beat down for trying to oh. do a joke about Biggie. I was like, "Well, I'm funny, number one, yeah. and number two, I don't say anything uh, maliciously. I'm, I'm bigging him up. I'm, I'm praising yeah. him because I, I was such a fan. Of, I'm such a fan of his. Um, so before I go on, and obviously they edit the show how it airs, but I had to follow Method Man, Red Man. DMX when DMX first came out and LL Cool J he, doing he was, doing he was, a, he was, he was the hottest DMX, DMX was the was the hottest the cat hottest out. Oh, I remember that. And it was that song, hey, yo, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, blaze the hot trizag, shine like heaven. And and when when let me tell you, L, first Meth came came out and he rips it. Then then Red Man, I'm getting goosebumps. But then when <laughs> X came out, it was, stay out the dark. Because if I catch you when the sun is down, when a clown come up off that, I'm going to shoot it down. And the crowd is like, like it's dying, right? My people are like, yo, you good? I'm backstage like, yo, this is hot, right? I'm, I'm, I'm hyped up. And then uh, because I'm so hip hop, I use that energy, and that's that's what I did tonight. So yeah. that's why it's never to me. It's not hard to follow someone because it's all energy. It's just a transfer of energy. So whether it's whether it's LL and DMX, Red and Meth, and I'm taking their energy and just riding that wave, and that's what I did. Because you have to play smart, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to if 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 something like that happens, you have to address the elephant in the room. And so they did that, and I, so when I came out, I was like, yo. That's what hip hop is, right? That's hip hop, and then I use that to segue into the Biggie, and boom, the Biggie and destroy. I, I crushed. Oh, like wow. I, I gotta find that tape because I want to put boom, that online. Boom, boom, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom, yeah. Boom. yeah. This goes out to Biggie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I. This goes out to you, and you, you, <laughs> you, and so the same thing following George yeah. Wallace or, or Chris Rock or Seinfeld or because I mean to me. 
it's just as hard, if not harder, having to follow Ted Alexandro. Yeah. It's yep. just as hard to follow uh 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 Judah Friedlander, yep. Godfrey. Yep. You know, um heavy hitters Donnell was crushing last night at the factory hosting, you know. Yeah. Cause cause we all are still hungry, you know, and, and, and we like you know, people like people will say, yo, like a couple cats were like, yo, OG, and I'm like, I right, call me that OG, but I'm coming. I like, <laughs> yeah, I got my, I got my my nine ready. I'm ready to <laughs> shoot. You know what I mean? And so so that's that's uh, but we love what we do, and 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 if if I see someone crushed like that, you know, we're boxers. So I'm like, oh, oh, he he jab slipped and then came came across, you know. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I gotta I gotta make sure my jab is right when I get on stage. Yeah, yeah, for sure. When you were first on story, I thought you were setting up an epic bomb story, but instead <sighs> you were like an epic success story. Yeah, yeah, man. So you must have but you must have had a moment. What do you, what is your worst bomb? Do you have a moment where you I remember right after the ninety two riots um, one one of my most memorable bombs because it was. By the way, one if of my first. young people, there were riots in LA in '92. Right. <laughs> Google, Google. <laughs> right. That's so hilarious. in in '90, and I just started. Um, I started February 21st, '92, and my first couple of shows, I I was winning. Yeah. But I was winning more in personality and charm. I wasn't winning because were you I doing had impersonations re- at that point? I was doing I was doing uh, boys to men. I was doing Jodeci. I was doing <laughs> so Michael you sing Jackson. Too. I was yeah. I was I was I, I was using like all the singing. tools. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, doing like a bunch of parodies of of like. Uh, uh, Do you remember any of them? I remember because uh, because I said that uh, Casey from Jodeci. Look like a frog, so I was like, so, "Wait, uh, <laughs> damn, you put me on this fire, hold on." <laughs> so you're having my baby, uh, and it means so much to me. I think an abortion is the only remedy. <laughs> like it, it was dumb, you know. But that was like in, back in '92. People were like, "Yo, yeah, yeah. you know," and um, that that was that was like, what? Wow, that's funny to to think of that joke now. Oh, because it's so mean. Thank you, sir. I, I feel like I've seen you. Okay, so let's backtrack a bit. So I first met you at the Times Square Laugh the, Factory. Yeah, the Laugh Factory. Again, rest in peace. Yeah. Right, right, um, right. The right. sign is still, the marquee is still there on 42nd and 8th, right, like right, the shadow yeah. of it. Um, and I had a show called College Night with Bill Dawes. <laughs> and uh, I, was, I was probably too old for that show. But anyway, um, we and you, were, you were one of the people that whenever I was booking the show or uh-huh. the show, because some, sometimes those audiences were rough in Times Square. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whenever you showed up, I was, I was like, fuck yeah. Like you always save the show, no oh, matter thanks, what. Man, I, you, I don't think you. I've ever told you that, but I was oh, always so you. grateful because sometimes those shows were like, I was eating a dick up there, and then the other <laughs> comes eating a dick, and then you showed up, and you would like save the show. It happened a few times. Oh wow, I didn't, I didn't know. Thanks, man. So, so yeah, <laughs> so thank you, man. I, I finally get to tell you that. Dean's, oh. Dean's got that median energy. It's, 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 it's where like you can do any room, if the crowd is excited or low. Oh, yeah, you, yeah. you 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 bring the pain no matter what. Well, c- and, and I've always noticed that. Oh, yeah, how, how you how you thank call you. it? Yeah, because you you definitely don't come in like yo 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 yo. What's up with the ladies? You know, you definitely come in like it's not like you come underneath, but you, but people. I mean, you're just a likable dude. Go fuck yourself, Dave. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 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 you know what? Actually, you know what, you know a bit I think of, of of yours a lot. The Denzel Washington bit with your yes! wife. Yeah. I think of that all Everybody the fucking because every time I hear somebody Denzel, I'm like nah. Right. Nah, that's right. not Dean. It's finally happening. Yes, yes. Somebody's got to start at six. We'll get you after. We'll get you after this, Mia. <laughs> Love you. Bye. <laughs> at Mia Mars. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Mia fucking Mars. Okay. Um, yeah, the Denzel watched a bit. So uh, what was the first impersonation that you did that you felt like really got traction for you? On stage or just in life? Just on stage, yeah. On stage, probably, probably Michael Jackson. Probably doing doing impression of Michael Jackson because that was my first time on stage. Oh yeah, I, I did. I, the the first joke I ever told was uh in '92 was uh yeah I seen like Michael Jackson. You know what did I say? I was like Michael Jackson has to watch how he says things because you know people already question his his sexuality and so him. Him in a video looking at Wesley Snipes going, your buddy's mine. <laughs> and people left. I was like, I'm on to something, right? And, uh, and I, yeah, I just used to do a bunch of, like, the Michael Jackson dance and, like, like spoofs of, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's singing. Uh, um, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I, uh, 
I, I, I can't even think of it. Cause, <laughs> but but it was just it was all mim- it was just mimicry, and it, yeah, it yeah. all just came from when I was a kid, mimicking anyone from eh, from Bugs Bunny uh, yeah. to uh, and then you know realized I could do Eddie Murphy, you yeah. know, and Eddie was my hero, so I was like, oh shoot, and and really it always came down to girls like it. You know, yeah. hey, it, it, yeah. it always come down comes to, down to down girls, to girls like and, yeah. and I was like, oh, shoot, girls, something about, like, I remember two things I learned when I was a kid. I remember one of the first things I learned about um, being a man was a girl had, like, had, had, um, had rubbed up, like, she walked and bumped into me and, and felt my skin. As you can see, I'm, I'm not a hairy dude, right? Yeah. So she's like, oh, Dean, you got saw skin, right? <laughs> and so she started rubbing my arm. And then she was like, oh, Terry, come in, feel Dean's skin. And so next thing I know, I had like five girls rub my skin. I was like, I like this. <laughs> I, got, I, I got, and so in my mind, it played in my head. I got, I got to keep my skin healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got to do this more often, you know? And so I, I, I focused on keeping my skin nice. And I was like, you know what? This, and, and see? Yeah. See, it's working <laughs> itself. Yeah. Yeah. And, then, and secondly, if, if you're the funny dude, you kind of can move in, in and out of every group in school. You know, you, you could uh, you can hang out with the, the jocks. You can hang out with the nerds. Yeah. You can hang out with the brainiacs. You can hang out with the, the uh, myth, misfits and, and rebels and rejects because everybody wants to laugh. Yeah. You know, and so from that, I was like, because I moved a lot when I was a yeah, kid. Yeah, I want to hear a little bit like your origin story. Yeah. Where, where were you from originally? Where you from originally from the Bronx. From the Bronx, like <laughs> yes, baby. Where is you can't just say the Bronx. Yeah. From, from the, the South Bronx. Bronx, yeah. From from the now, yeah, from now, South Bronx. Sean, are you also from the Bronx too? No, uh, my mother was military. I was born in Spain. Oh, wow. you're born in Spain. Yeah. Do you speak uh, Spanish? Yeah, I would go first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, Sean just turned into a troll. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was only there as a baby. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you uh, you grew up in the Bronx. Yeah, grew up, grew up in the Bronx, born in the Bronx, raised Mount Vernon. My, like I said, my dad, similar to the military, my mm-hmm. dad worked for the New York State Department of Corrections. Yeah. So oh, okay. every every promotion meant moving further and further upstate. So it was the Bronx, Mount Vernon, Yorktown Heights, Poughkeepsie. Mount Vernon, Denzel. Yeah, yeah. That's you know, uh, and 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 that's funny because I remember living in Mount Vernon at the time. The popular. Everyone knew, uh, um, uh, not Felicia Rashad, but Debbie Allen was mm-hmm. from Mount Vernon. Oh, I didn't know that. Debbie fame. Allen, um, Fame, uh, uh, Stephanie Mills, mm. Heavy D, you know, yes, so I so know, there yes, were a bunch yes, of people, yes, and yes. Heavy was probably the closest as far as contemporary age-wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so that kind of gave you an idea, yo, okay, there's something out there, you know, yeah. for, for, for us, and, uh, and then we moved uh, uh, to Batavia, well, Poughkeepsie and then Batavia, because my dad got I transferred to Attica. No one, no, Batavia, I, I joke on stage, Batavia is Greek for three black people, right? <laughs> Moved up there because he, he wound up getting transferred to work at Attica. Oh, uh, shit. State. And, and going to Attica taught me I never need to get in trouble with the law and I'm going to do everything legal because yeah. Attica was like Castle Grayskull. It just yeah. looked impenetrable, yeah. you know? Um, then Rochester, and then I went to, I was in college, so I went to, um, I got my associates, and then I went back to film school for a year, went to RIT, and then, uh, at this point, I'm, I'm probably on stage for like a year and a half, two years, and my dad told me, he was like, you, you can't do it up here, you gotta, you gotta move back to the city. So your parents were supportive from the get-go? From, from day one. I told my, I told my family... When I was thirteen, I saw Eddie Murphy delirious. I said, "That's what I. That's that's what I wanted. I want to be like wow. that." And from from that day forward, you know, they supported me and encouraged me. And you know, back in in the mid mid to late eighties, sort of my my college with regards to comedy was that comedy explosion of the eighties, where mm-hmm. any and everything. I I have tapes of of videotapes of of uh, everybody that was on from Annie's Improv. To uh to Arsenio Hall showcased a lot of stand ups. Um, like uh Carson showcased stand ups, but I what I liked about Arsenio was there was more diversity. Sure, you know yeah. you saw some of everyone, and you saw like a lot of cats that were working this the store, um back in the days and working the factory back in the days. That people that like when when I when I meet them I'm like yo you did that joke on Arsenio like dude you remember that? I remember yeah. the first time I met uh. Rick Dukeman up in Montreal when I got SNL and and I was like, dude, because I'm I'm a fan. Yeah, you know, you got to be a fan of whatever it is you 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 love. And so yeah. I'm I'm still that's like fanatical uh, with regards to stand up. I said, you know, I still that's why. So when people come up to me, this woman, uh, 
Gabrielle, Gabriella, Gabrielle. She came up to me just now. She she was like, I want to thank you. You just, you know. I was like, yo, I said, I really appreciate you saying that because you don't have to. Yeah. You know, like, like people don't realize people don't have to come up to you and, and show you love. They they owe you nothing. You did yep. your you did what you were supposed to, and that's it. So when yeah. people could have done a million things, but they decide to come out of their way to say, "Hey, man, I was having a bad day. I want to just say I appreciate what you do." I'm like, "Yo, that's that's the motivation. That's yeah. the gas." Yeah. Fuel. yeah. A woman came up to me after the show and said, "Oh my God, I want to see you tonight. You were on the show." That's dope. And then I was like, "Oh, thank you." And she's like, "Yeah, Jay." And I was like, "You oh! think I'm Jay Moore?" <laughs> she thought I was Jay fucking more. I'm like, he's got to be at least 10 years old. Yes, he, yo, that's funny. Um, oh, that's a laugh. So very different. <laughs> While well, these people complimenting you, I was going to mistake him for someone more famous. Um, so, and and you, do you have brothers too? Sisters? Older brother. Uh, my my little sister uh, passed a year and a half oh, ago. Shit. Sorry, man. Um, <laughs> so, so about bringing yeah, the here energy we go. Down. Here yeah, we go. Uh, <laughs> so your old your, your older brother was he um was he interested in comedy as well? No, Lee Lee's uh he's he's he was he was the jock. He was always good with his hands. Yeah. Um, like my my bro- it was like twins. My brother three years older than me love my brother he's probably one of my one of my first heroes and uh yeah. he he was an athlete and i he he was great at football basketball he was great at everything he played track um i was funny <laughs> I, I knew my lane <laughs> and i was like okay well this is what i do and so um but you're but, six you're six foot four you're I'm probably four, playing yeah. sports I, I i wound up when, when we moved to batavia there was nothing else to do, so I was like, "I guess I'll play basketball," <laughs> yeah. you know. And the 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 people upstate New York were yeah. right; <laughs> they were excited because they were like, "Dude, we got this we got black six guy black dude. from 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 New York City." And then they passed me the rock, and I shot. They were like, "Hey, guy, it's all right," you know. And then they were like, "Oh man, they a million black kids in New York. They sent us the one that can't play ball." <laughs> oh man, that's great. And so I want to hear about SNL. <clears throat> yeah, that was uh, SNL was. Uh, I actually, it's so funny because my manager just sent me a, a, hey, do you want to audition for SNL? That's and it showed like the thing to do. Right. And I just wrote back, nope. Yeah, right, uh, right. Because I'm, you know what I mean? I right. know like Leslie, whatever she did when she was. Right. Uh, but I feel like it's a young man's game. When did you, when did you get into SNL? How old are you? I was, uh, I was 30. I got that. I booked it. I was 30. Did they did they come to you or did you submit? Nah, a tape? you know what? A lot of people are like the the story of SNL is funny because I booked Mad TV first. Oh, okay. I wound up uh, the like year and a half before, yeah, bitch. year and a half before um, I got SNL. Almost two years. They uh, the network UPN had a sketch show. They flew me out to test, and I was awful. Uh, and I was so bad that they told my manager he really was bad. Wait, what do you mean you're bad? What I I just saw I I do never auditioned for a sketch do you remember show. Doing it being like, I'm I like, I just I was I was I was green. I was too green. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. prepared, yeah. and I didn't know. Uh, I'd never auditioned for a sketch show, so I didn't really understand. I I think you kind of have to have a general idea of improv. And, of, and- of improv and characters and, and have distinctive voices for your characters. And if you do impressions, have distinctive things about your impressions that can make them stand on their own. Yeah. To me, the best thing to do if you're auditioning for a sketch show is to actually, actually write sketches. Yeah. Write sketches. Yeah. And if they, like, I, I, I hear now you get five or six minutes. When I auditioned, you had three minutes to do three characters and three impressions. Yeah. So when I was flown out for the UPN thing, I stunk. Got back to New York to lick my wounds. I've always been about self-assessment and saying, okay, how can I not experience this this F up again? Yeah. So Second City had some, like a satellite course they were doing in New York, so I took that class. Um, and then uh, I saw Jimmy Fallon's audition tape for SNL. And his impressions were great. His, his characters were, were okay, okay, but his impressions were great. So I said, so the trick is... Zone in on 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 what you're good at, focus on that, and just get through the other things. So, uh, Mad TV, um, I want to say like late spring, early summer, Mad TV was auditioning. I remember ask next time you run into Owen Smith, ask Owen because Owen <laughs> Owen and Donnell were both at. We were all at the same audition, audition for Mad oh, that's TV. Hilarious. Um, I went in first. Now, leading, this is a cold like pre-read. Like no, no nothing. This is okay. nothing. They just they they had a, a, a sort of it wasn't an open call, but it was just a big call. Like yeah, everybody was auditioning. So 
but I had this time I had written I had written out a sketch and I said, you know what, I'm gonna do the three three characters and instead of doing three impressions, I'm like if 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 you do everything within the time allotted, you can do more. Yeah. It's just a matter of getting them all out. So I said, you know what, write a sketch. So I wrote a sketch and I recorded myself running the sketch and I was like I was like, the other thing people mess up is when they when they're doing the impressions, they lose time by saying, "Here's my impression of," yeah, and now they turn and they <laughs> reset. So now you've lost 10, 15 seconds. So I said, do them all and just, which is what I do with a lot of the impressions. I'll do like an impression run is what I call it. So I wrote a sketch and I said, here's my impression of a black awards show that Chris Rock and Chris Tucker are hosting, and Jay Z and Erica Badu are doing a duet. And Sam Jackson and Denzel Washington are presenting a Lifetime Achievement Award to James Earl Jones. Boom. Go. So now I've said it. I want to hear this. So now it's like, yo, welcome to, you know, (laughs) welcome to the NAACP. Hey, Chris, man, quiet like you. And and then I'm, yo, and so I was bouncing from voice to voice. So, yo, this is your boy Jay-Z. I got my girl Erica Badu. Erica, peace, family. You know, and then it's Denzel. And he's like, I don't give up. You know, so I was just bouncing. Yeah. And it it looks like this weird, like this dude is schizophrenic, <laughs> but it's also impressive because they're like, wow, he's lightning quick and bouncing. So I did I did my characters at Man TV. I did the, the impressions first. Then I did my characters, which were okay. Yeah. And then uh, Nicole Garcia, who was cast in Mad TV, after I finished, and probably finished like at 2.50, she's like, who, who else do you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but now I'm like, ah, I got her. You I know, that's her. where like the live performing. You was like, all right, I, I got some. I was like, well, who else you got? Yeah. Who else you want me to do? She's like, Steve Harvey. I was like, well, it depends on what. And I didn't have a Steve Harvey impression, <laughs> but I I know enough about him to where I could hit the nuance. Yeah. And so instead of being in there for three four minutes, I was in there for like ten minutes. Wow. So I remember when I emerged. Where you walked out into the cast room with all these people in the <laughs> oh, waiting and room. F- some are friends. Donnell, Donnell, you know how Donnell, he's like, yep. yo, youngin', we all hate you. <laughs> just, God, you were supposed to be in there three minutes. You in there like a decade later. <laughs> and so when I leave, um, I, I didn't even make it to Broadway. Um, it was like on, in the upper 70s. I get to Broadway. My manager calls. He's like, uh, yeah, they, they just called. They said they love you. They want you to come back in tomorrow for producers. Uh, I was like, all right, cool. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm amped up. And then I also had a uh, stand-up showcase at Stand-Up New York that night. Yeah. So because I got the got the call back, I'm excited because I'm like, yo, I got a Mad TV call back. So I go on on Crush, right? Yeah. I go for the callback. The, uh, Quincy Jones isn't there, but David Salzman is there and the other producers. They had me read a couple of scenes, um, did some of my uh, impressions, left, um, Two weeks later, I'm sh- I'm on set shooting a KFC commercial. So two right? weeks later, so at this point, are you like ah, it didn't fucking happen? Because two weeks might be a long time for some yeah, people. Yeah, I I but I but I also you knew for some you reason it. no, you know what it was? I booked a KFC commercial, so that took the pressure. I was Got like, it. all right, I, I I'm I'm getting. <laughs> Because I had just done a Super Bowl commercial, a Snickers commercial that got me SAG. So, yeah. and I was, so I was getting some decent commercial work, and I was focusing on getting to Montreal. Like, and at that time, it was like myself, Todd Lynn, Kevin Hart, Kev, uh, was, Kev was, we were all like focused on Montreal, so I didn't have time to focus on SNL, uh, or not SNL, but uh, Mad TV. So then uh, while I'm on set for the KFC commercial, my agent calls, and at this point, I only had I was with Paradigm rep- representing me commercially, but now suddenly one of the theatrical agents calls. I'm like, "Hey, Jim, what's up?" He's like, "Hey, handsome," I have, <laughs> and that's his, right. That's a, you know something yeah. good. He's like, "Hey, yeah. handsome, I have good news and great news. Which you want first? I was like, "Oh, um, give me give me the good news." He was like, "The good news is, Mad TV, TV loves you. They don't want to screen test you. Um, they're offering you a gig." I was like, "Oh, what's what, what's what's that mean?" He's like, they're offering you a job yeah. where they're they'll give they're saying they'll give you six episodes and if you do well, they'll roll those to thirteen and so forth. And I, he told me the money. I was like, word, <laughs> <laughs> word, facts. So um, I was like, bet. I said so, and then my wife's pregnant at the time, so I'm like, yo, let's make that happen. I said, well, wait, that's the. Go- I said, what's the better news? He was like, well, the better news is that night you had that showcase. Wow. People from SNL were in the audience. Ain't that a some bitch? And that's that's like sometimes it lines up properly, yeah, you man. Have one of those and, weeks, yeah. And and 
from and so I said, so what does that mean? He was like, and you could like hear hear that he was like, now I get to do what I do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so it was one of those. Someone's the only person that knew or everything that was going on was Ian Edwards because he's such a good friend. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to tell all my friends like Todd and Mark yeah. because I didn't want everyone like, yo, so what's going on? He's yeah. like, what's happening? So um, I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> Um, but so then my agents, they take the tape from that showcase and send it out to, uh, and Mania at Fox and the people at CBS, Mark Kirchfeld at, at NBC and send it to all the networks and he's playing everybody to the middle. So he's, he's wow. like, Hey, Smart. you know what? Mad TV is offering him and SNL's interested. You know, he's going to Montreal. Some of you guys should really, you know, get that money up and we can get a deal and get this guy should be on TV. And so I fly out to LA and, and I'm just meeting every network. In the meantime, I go to meet with an, a lawyer, and suddenly he's my lawyer, and, yeah. and, and he represents all the heads and networks. And I'm like, this is cool. I like <laughs> And Ian, I remember Ian saying, Shorty, this is what it's supposed to be like. This is what people call heat. You got heat, <laughs> right? So I'm like, I like this heat. He was like, yeah, man, that's how it should be. So I actually wound up saying no to SNL at one point because it, became, it started becoming strenuous. Yeah. And you're meeting with all these networks, and they're saying they're all saying, "Don't let him go to SNL because yeah, we'll make a series for you." Well, well and well, and they're, they're saying that because they're like, you know, they don't know how to really utilize uh, talent of color yet. Wow. And, and a lot of net networks are saying, saying, you know, we'll offer him this money. We'll offer he can get a half a million dollars, and we'll get him on the air. But uh, my manager was uh, good friends with Bernie Brostein, and we met with Bernie uh, um, and just gave offered advice. He said, get your guy on TV. He's like, you know how many clients I got that have made $2 million? No one knows who the hell they are. Yeah. Get, get, your, get your boy on TV. So I was like, all right, well, let's just take a I, – I just – I don't care at this point because now this is, like, becoming strange. Yeah, I was about to say, are you feeling – I can imagine – I've never had that type of heat before right, or right. any heat except right. for the fire pit. <laughs> but, um, do, yeah, you must have been freaking out at it's, this point. It started getting strenuous because what, what was fun, what was exciting now, I was like, I don't want to make the wrong decision. Exactly, yeah. You know? Mo money. And, right, money right. And, and uh, you know, I'm and like – And the money must be – if you, I don't know how much money you grew up with, but it must be freaking you out. Yes, and that that the the hardest thing about I think one of the hard things I should say about entertainment is once your innocence is lost, <laughs> you never regain it. And so the once mm. you understand the type of money involved in in the realm of entertainment, you can never just go in the room innocently. Whether if you're auditioning for a show, Sean, you're you're on Young and the Restless, mm -hmm. um, but you also were, are are on Greenleaf, and and you've and you've had other TV. So the first time you you got that that first gig, that paid you SAG minimum, you were excited, yeah. right? The, then when you got a series uh, regular on Greenleaf, yeah. you're like, oh shoot, this is this changed my. I don't have to bartend anymore, right? Mm -hmm. And then now you're like from there to actual historic network television yeah. uh, during the daytime television. Yeah. Now you're like, yo, this is life changing yeah. opportunities. Yeah. That money changes your 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 pers pers perspective. And yeah. so I'm like, okay, Mad TV's offering this, SNL's offering this, but SNL has what's it called, first right refusal. So if if so, as it stood. Mad TV offered me the gig first, and we'd been sort of finding ways to hold them off. Yeah. And say, yeah, no, he just has to do this. And then uh, in the meantime, we're meeting with all the networks, and they're like, well, we, we, we'll we give him a deal. We have, we, we're we ready to sign paper and give him a deal. But then my, my, my agent is saying, here's the thing. You're going to Montreal. Um, everybody's interested in you. But if you audition for SNL, before you audition, you have to sign um, sign, sign uh, for it. So if you sign this paperwork and they like you, they have first rights to yeah. you, which means that cancels out. You can't, you can't, you have to say no to Mad TV before you audition for SNL. And there's a chance that they can take a month to get back to you. Yeah. And in, in less than a month, you're going to Montreal. So you might miss out on these other opportunities. So, when 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 they told me that, my lawyer said, "Listen, look at this. Sometimes you gotta have balls. Sometimes yeah. you gotta have big balls and say no to get what Ugh. you want." 
So I remember we had, we had a meeting at CBS and we were leaving another network. And I said, all right, man, well, just, just tell them no. Just tell them no if they can't give me an answer in a week. Then, then, cause well, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not nervous, cause I'm like, I still got yeah. me TV, yeah. and okay, I'm yeah. good, yeah. right? That helps. So I said no. So and so I was, I was light. I was, I was happy again, right? Yeah. It was, it was exciting. Get to CBS. My agent comes in. He's like, they bit. They said they'll give you an answer in, a, in uh, your 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 audition, your screen test on on two or Thursday, the twelfth of July. You're going to Montreal on the eighteenth. They'll give you an answer in a week. I was like, oh. I said, so what's that mean? He was like, so I got to tell Mad TV no. Wow. I was like, but they've been so nice. Yeah. You know, I feel bad. To this day, if Nicole Garcia ever hears this, Nicole, thank you for the opportunity. Um, and thank you for for, for uh, being as patient as you were. And I haven't seen her since. I always wanted to tell her in person because I'm a man. And I want to say to her, you you guys were first. And I appreciate you, uh, you know, yeah. offering, offering me that opportunity. In a I, weird but, way, they're almost responsible for <coughs> SNL because you had the, the, the yeah. joy in your heart when yeah. you went on that set. Yeah, you know? man. And so yeah. so now I'm I'm now I'm going. And then while this is all happening, Kev calls, Kevin Hart calls. He's like, you Dean. I said, yo, what's up? Keep in mind, I only told Ian, so nobody knows everything is going on. He was like, yo, Dean. I was like, yo, Kev, what up? He was like, yo, man, yo, I'm auditioning for SNL. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah, so can you help me? I need some help working on my characters. Kev's my friend. Yeah. I love him, so I got to help him, yeah. but now I got to tell him. So I said, I'm going to help you. I said, just so you know, I'm also auditioning. Yeah. I said, but I will help you. I'll, we can go over everything because I want to get you as right for it as I feel right for mine. So I helped him. He was audition. He was going in Wednesday. I was going in Thursday. So I went in that Thursday, the 12th of July. I met uh, Jeff Richards. Was yeah. Jeff Richards was the only other stand-up that was on the uh, really that was testing that day. Everybody else was sketch and yeah. improv, and these nobody was nice to us. <laughs> nobody. I was, now in retrospect, probably it wasn't that they weren't were being uh, weren't were being mean. They were just there was sort of an antisocial because they, it was clicks. They knew each other. Yeah. So you're walking around the 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 hallway talking to everyone at in 8H, and they're all hanging out. And then hey guys, and like, <laughs> yeah, right. So, but I saw Jeff, and I was like, hey, man, what's up? He's like, hey, guy, how you doing? Good. You know, we met. Then I'm hanging out in the Anna Gostar's uh, uh, dressing room. And here's here's where my military background. I was in Army, Army Reserves, whatever. And so, But I've been through basic training, and I understood mind games. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, wait, so they got me there at, at 12, 11, 30, 12 o'clock. I'm last on the showcase on showcasing um, screen testing. I'm not going on until everybody else. And there were 12 people that day, so I didn't go on till like 5:30 in the wow. afternoon. Wow! Which is why to this day Ugh. I hate I hate sitting on I, when people say, "Yeah, we have a show." I'm like, "What time am I going on?" Yeah. Well, you're going to show shows at eight. What time am I going on? Well, we'll probably get you on. No, am I closing? Yeah. So and your shows at at eight, yeah. So I'm going on what nine thirty, yeah. I'll be there at nine fifteen. I don't yeah. like sitting on ice. Yeah. I don't like waiting because because all that that's just anticipation. What were you doing in the in all those I, hours? A lot of lot of just meditating, praying. A lot of running my my material, running through it, um, and remembering that like because I'm such an Eddie Murphy fanatic and I love Eddie and everything he's done and studied his his career, especially in those early days. I remember he said, hey, man, you know what? I remember they auditioned every black cat that was in New York City auditioned for, for SNL when I auditioned because they were looking to fill that Garrett Morris spot. And <laughs> and so um, when I auditioned, I remember seeing, seeing even dudes from Broadway that weren't comedians yeah. were auditioning. And I remember saying to myself, hey, man, have fun. And so I kept saying to myself, have fun. Have yeah, fun with yes. this. Make sure enjoy enjoy the moment. I've always been able to find the joy and just enjoy the That's moment. The, as actors, have yeah, fun. Have fun. Have fun. Because yeah, you, you live one life, you only get one opportunity. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm going to have fun. So so when they, by the time they called me, everybody else is gone for the day. 
and it's like dead man walking. <laughs> Dean, we're ready. So I'm I'm walking, and as I walk, they open the studio to eight A's, just like the the actual show, and the doors open, and you see home base where every host has delivered their monologues wow. uh, since 1975, and they actually so you yeah. you audition in the actual studio. You audition oh, where the host delivered their monologue. So I I go in and I stand on stage. Dean, have fun, man, have fun. And as you stand on stage. There's a camera with a monitor so you can see yourself. Uh. And that's where I lost it. I saw myself. I was like, yo. And that's, <laughs> I was like, oh. And, and Lauren comes up and then, like, he's like, Dean, thanks for, thanks for coming. I'm like, yo, thanks for having me, son. And that's really, I think, one of the reasons I booked it was because I was really just in the moment enjoying yeah. the process. I remember people saying, don't get, don't, it's, it's a daunting audition because. There are people in the in the uh, rafters that that probably are there, but you won't be able to see them, and and they're probably not gonna laugh. I was crushing, son. Wow, I, I was. <laughs> that's the comic in me was. I was like, yeah. and, and you know us. If you hear laughs, that's just driving me oh, more, yeah. right? So yeah. I so I'm crushing. I'm hitting them in the head. Did my thing. Uh, left feeling good. That was Thursday. Monday, my agent called said. Hey, hey, so uh, Lauren wants to meet you on Wednesday. I'm so small-minded. I'm like, but I'm going to Montreal on Wednesday. And my <laughs> flight leaves at 11. How can is it, Lauren wants to meet at 4 o'clock? I'm not going to. Because, you know. That's for, you thinking of your money. <laughs> but not only the money, but I'm also. The stand-up in me is like, I've been working towards Montreal yeah. yep. for years. Yep. And I'm finally going. I just want to go to Montreal. Yeah, I don't realize Meeting Lauren Michaels as is, a comic is, is, yeah, like is bigger uh, than the apex of right. everything. It's still not a hundred percent, right? But so, yeah. so here's so my agent says, Lauren knows that you're supposed to go to Montreal. He's buying you a ticket to fly out later. So once I heard that, wow. I was like, oh. I was like, oh, so so he just wants to size me up. He's he wants to make sure you're not a crazy person, right? I said, oh, okay, I got this. Then so I went, met with him, and then uh, what was that like? Because I'm sure a lot of people must. Like I said, that. I was I was in the military. Was like in his office. He's behind a desk. In his office, you know he he you know he he sits and he he talks. Dean, we really we really liked you. We liked what you did, and and you we appreciated your writing. We you know you showed that you can write, and there's a lot of writing involved. So you're you're going to you know we're, we're, and he he doesn't say you're hired. Yeah. Uh, and you ask anybody from Kevin Nealon to Jay Moore, anyone that's to Adam Chandler, you know, Colin Quinn, everybody, no one gets a you're hired. He said room. to me, he said to me, he said after about 45 minutes, he was like, good. Well, we'll see you here. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. So I walk out. <laughs> what does that mean? Right. I walk out. <laughs> and and uh, Marcy Klein, one of the producers, she's like, so? I was like, yeah, nice, nice, nice dude. Yeah. No, but how do you feel? I was like, I, it, was, it was, I said, am I, am I hired? She's like, yes. I said, oh, because he didn't say. <laughs> he just, he said, we'll see you here. I never, I'm never, I can hear him clearly saying, we'll see you here. And yeah. I was like, what, what does that mean? <laughs> but then, then I got hired. And once she said, no, you got the job. So, and the car was waiting to bring me to the airport to fly to Montreal. And I, I started crying. I had my, I had my camcorder. So, cause I, I always been the type to like record, you know, my, my, my career, you yeah. know? And so I, some, somewhere there's a tape of me to on the phone with my mother talking saying, yeah, I, I just, I just booked Saturday Night Live and I'm going to Montreal and, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a great summer, you know? Wow. Yeah, it was, it was dope. So what's interesting about that too is, uh, so you met with Lauren, but the, but Marcy Klein, the producer already knew that you were hired yeah. they, before I, they, you went into the room. Yeah, they all did. So it I wasn't met, even like a litmus test. No. He just wanted to talk, tell you like, the lay of the land type right. of thing. Yeah, yeah. Because I met because I met uh, Tina Fey and uh, Mike Shoemaker were also there. So before I went in, before I met Lauren, um, I was talking to them in the hallway. And I think it was it's 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 sort of a um, a coronation of sorts. That's how that's how they sort of welcome people. There's like a bunch of Got it. the the you know higher ups on the show to say, all right, hey, you know what. Great job! We everybody loved your tape. Every you know the writers that were there, they were laughing. You know you did a great job, and Lauren will be here. You know he's on his way, and uh, you'll go in and, and sit with him for you know twenty or thirty minutes. And you know for me, like I remember because uh, uh, Bernie Brillstein was Lauren's manager, and so that was the beauty of my manager knowing Bernie. 
um, Bernie called my manager said, yeah, you know, there's just some questions about his hair because I had, you know, I had a massive oh, you had afro. The, yeah. Bro. And yeah, so, the, so I. Natural. So, so, so black, black man uh, thinking ahead, I was like, you know what? They do a lot of wigs, and I got to make sure he knows. So as soon as my manager said, yeah, there's concerns with your hair, I said, I'll, I'll get it hit cornrowed so they know that they can put wigs on me. So when I went in, he was like, yeah, you know, there, we had some concerns with your hair. I said, that's why I came with it braided so you can see that, that you can put, you know, wigs because I know a lot of different characters will require different looks. He said, okay, no, that's fine because, you know, Timmy Meadows, when Tim first came on, his, his hair was, you know, he had a low brush cut, and by the end, he had full-on, like, dre like, like Rasta dreads, you yeah. know? And so by the, t by the end of Tim Meadows' run, if they had wigs on him, it's st he still looked like a Klingon from Star Trek <laughs> The Next Generation, you know? So I had to make sure... I was it's all all about thinking ahead and and, yeah. and it was I mean it was a, it was a great run man I had I had two wonderful years they're challenging years but there were highs and lows there were there were great episodes that yeah. I was part of um you know you know unfortunately 911 was supposed to be my first day of work wow Dang. and uh and we got we got you know preempted <laughs> I flew in I flew into New York I was living in Atlanta at the time I flew into New York I think September, you told me this on, on, yeah. the, on the podcast September Whoa. 10th uh, I got to Broom Street around midnight. Wow, wow! Woke up to September 11th. I was I was modeling at Broom the time. Street, which is really close, really fucking right close. Right down there, yeah. Really yeah. fucking close. I was uh, with a couple other models. We were staying at somebody's. Somebody knew somebody, and we woke up. Actually, somebody's family member called us from Atlanta. Hey, wake up! You see the news? Jeez. And wow. I remember we woke up. We was like, "What?" It's like, "Oh shit, a plane hit the flight." Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. You know, it was it was yeah. just it was simple, like young. I was young as shit. Simple, like, "Oh shit, that's crazy." Just wasn't thinking about life or nothing. Right. Yeah. None of us were. Yeah. <laughs> just like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but if you logically think, "Oh shit, did people die?" Right. Right. You know. Because yeah. I, I think I, I always say we were all we were all sort of asleep, you know, yep, and, and sure. that sort of woke everybody. Were you in New York up. then? You were, yeah, you were yeah, obviously in New yeah, York. I was, I was, I was, I watched it from my bedroom Jesus. window. I watched my, like I said, my first day of work was supposed to be September 11th, and uh, and they called later that uh, morning, early afternoon, saying we're gonna wait a week. Yeah, and uh, yes. and I, I, I was trauma. It was traumatizing me for me because you know my, my wife was pregnant at the time, and, and so and she had and, and they, now you're and, moved. You well, moved. You're they there. No, they they sent a car because she had her her second trimester doctor's appointment, but I couldn't go because I was I I was starting work that day, right? So SNL sent the car for her to bring her, and right after she left, when I got back, when before she left, the first plane hit. Had had already hit, uh, and I remember watching on my TV, and then I opened my my uh, curtains, my blinds, and I was like, "Oh shoot, a plane hit!" And when it first hit, a lot of us just thought a nobody plane flew thought too it was low. going down. Yeah, they thought because, it was like a biplane. Because as, or, as a yeah. comic, I I've been in planes that flew down Broadway, where you're like, "This nobody thinks this is kind of <laughs> a bad idea." And so when the first plane hit, I was like, "Oh, they, that they mess up." So when after I put her in the car, I came back upstairs, and I saw the second building on fire. I looked out the window. I said, and then I remember being confused. I was like, how did the flames jump from that building? I yeah. said, and I was like, did the, the plane hit and shards of glass and fire landed on the other? And, and then that's when I learned what a crawl was. It said America under attack. And I was like, oh. And there was a there was a cell phone tower in one of the buildings. So now I can't reach. Oh, wow. None so, of us. Yeah. Yeah, phones were, phones were done, yeah. and now I'm like, yo, what the hell is going on? And I'm like, do I still have a job? Like, oh, every the culmination of of all these years of hard work. Are they gonna say comedy's over? You know, <laughs> yeah, because that's how it felt. Because it was so 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 traumatic. It felt like know? modeling was over. Yeah, all the modeling offices closed. Yeah, man. Me and yeah. my friends were coming up here look look for modeling. Uh, and and didn't yeah Look yeah for modeling agency and didn't Lauren Michaels do a speech like when you guys reopened the I first the first episode we had that first episode it was uh, Reese Witherspoon Alicia Keys were our guests uh, and Giuliani and the firemen and police officers were were open the show that like the the cold open was was uh, was Lauren on stage with Giuliani and the uh, and the first responders and. Uh, Giuliani said to something, or Lauren said something, and then, and then uh, 
he said, Lauren said to Giuliani, uh, can we be funny? And Giuliani said, why start now? And it was kind of oh, like that's this, great. Yeah, this I remember collective that. sigh of, okay, we can we can move on. We can move forward. How, how long after was that? That was uh, September 29th, I think. Okay. So it was it was it was only a couple of weeks later, and, and yeah, uh, and it was the most ever pro- all evergreen. We were doing like <laughs> sketches on, on the Little Mermaid, like everything <laughs> was here. Let's yeah, just no edge. we don't want to we don't want to offend anybody. Let's make yeah. sure we just keep people happy, yeah. and uh, and we did and got through it and. Uh, and, and, and yeah, and, and a couple of years later, it was it was over. But it was it was dope run. Well, can I can I ask you this? And I don't know if this is like even appropriate to ask, but so you're obviously super talented, super amazing. You were always great in SNL. Was it disappointing when it ended at two of runs? Was that, was that your choice or how? That nah, it was. It was, it was nobody nobody walks away from a gig, you know. <laughs> um, nah, it was it was just they didn't renew me. And yeah. I remember for years. Um, to this day, I don't know why I wasn't renewed. Um, because I worked hard. I I wrote every like I, I remember every stand up that I knew that had done the show said the same thing. Whether it was Colin Quinn, Chris Rock, and Adam Sandler, all said, "Dean, write two sketches and an update every week." Dean, you gotta write two sketches, update every week. Hey, Dean, hey, you're doing a great job. Write two sketches, update every week. So every week I made it a, a to to strengthen the muscle. I sat down and wrote two sketches and a weekend update piece every week. And just to keep the muscle and just to show that I was motivated and I wasn't relaxing yeah. and getting complacent. And when when they didn't renew me. So what does that look like when they don't renew you? Is that your home? You, you're, you're I, I, was, season, you're I was I was I was shooting. Uh, I was shooting a film um, down in Tribeca. I was shooting uh, Tony and Tita's wedding with Mila Kunis and John Bernthal and Joey Mack and uh, yeah. and. And I I had two DC future DC I had John Bernthal and uh, the Winter Soldier. Um, I can't. I know you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I, I uh, uh, yeah. Um, but we had this great cast, Kim director, uh, um, and a bunch of like like a uh, bunch of just great actors. We had fun. Everybody's like favorite nations. But we're making this little move. Michael Tadros, who's a big yeah, producer. I remember that. It was a, it yeah. was a huge off Broadway hit for years. Yeah, and years and yeah. Years. And so uh, I'm on set, and my my agent calls, and he says, "Yeah, hey, they're not renewing you." And I said, I, I said, well, I said, um, I'm getting married in, in a couple of weeks, so I need money. Because <laughs> cause when 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 uh, I proposed, I had a TV show, <laughs> right? And I got a, and a, and the wedding, I've written a lot of big checks. Yeah. 200 people are coming to this wedding, so I need to make sure that this is affordable. And, uh, and I wound up... Uh, I got married what, August first, and I and we had a delayed uh, honeymoon. So a week after, no, the following week after I got married, I came to L.A. for a week. I um I had a bunch of stand up showcases. Thought I thought I had a deal waiting for me with yeah, Fox. Yeah, exactly. All these people that Fox Fox. Yeah. I should have had a deal, but I was too desperate, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember, uh, God bless Patrice O'Neill. Patrice was at that showcase, and uh, he's like, Dean. You, uh, you were too. You you weren't you. He was like you did. You did the here. Look at me and give me a TV show set. He was like <laughs> oh. you didn't. You didn't do you. You didn't do any impressions. You didn't seem like you were having fun. He was like don't let them take you out of your zone. He was like do you. And if they can't, if they can't uh, dig you because you're doing you, f them. Yeah. And when he, and it's because some and sometimes you need somebody to just remind yeah. you of that. And once he said that, I said you you right, man. I, I and I was mad. I blew it. And I was like, damn, and I got now I gotta go go home with nothing, right? <laughs> Thursday Thursday uh afternoon, evening, my, my agent calls. He says, um, your flights, what time? I said, flights uh, at eleven. He was like, I have a showcase for you at the Ice House. Um, ABC Touchstone, they wanna check you out. Um, they they check me out. Now I'm relaxed and I'm like, whatever. Have a great set. On my way to the airport, my agent calls. He says they want to give you a deal for for six figures. I was like, thank, thank you. And I, I'm, a, I'm always, yeah, man. And and that that made that made the honeymoon so much easier. Yeah, oh <laughs> you know God. what I mean. Um, and that's and and I've always I've I've always I have a strong faith in myself and in creator, and. and has have always been looked out for, so that's how. That's it what it sounds goes. like. Sounds yeah. like God's like, all right, you're getting married. Yeah, Let's yeah, do something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and that's, I'll take it. 
Yeah. You know, so it's, it, it was it was a fun ride. It, did, it didn't let. And a couple years later, um, you, I think. I think oh, over shit. time they figured out how to u- utilize uh, comics. Is that is that your FaceTime on your laptop? That's hilarious. I'm getting scammed from Pakistan right now. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, so uh, I want to ask you, I'm sorry, did you finish that um, story? Yeah, that's, that's enough. Yeah, that's enough. I know you have to go soon because yeah. you, you have to, but I want to ask you real quick about, about Eddie Murphy because yeah. you said he was when your hair was growing up, and you actually – a- am I wrong in thinking this? You did his voice in like commercials for Shrek and stuff I, like that. I, you know what? I I worked on <laughs> I worked on Shrek on uh, Shrek the musical. Um, I worked on that show for two years as from from its inception right. to the workshop to uh um to the the read, and then they fired us all. They fired. Sixty percent of the cast before it it went on the road went to Seattle, um, which I heard I guess is the norm, and you know I guess from working Broadway that I guess that's that's the norm is they're like yeah we, we it's love shitty. what you yeah I, mean, I was like jeez man is that, is that similar like to like a pilot your you? theater yeah. yeah relax yeah yeah the, and the reason they they I found out the reason they I'm not a Broadway trained singer. I I can't sing, but I'm not a theatrically trained sing to the cheap seats yeah, type yeah, of singer. So yeah. I could do a good job. It was myself and Steven Glickman. Yes. Gl- Glickman was playing Shrek. Um He was fired too? He was fired. He was fired first. Wow. As a matter of fact, how I found it's actually funny story is tragic, but Glickman called me. We had just done we had done the show, put it on his feet, and Sam Mendez and Jeffrey Katzenberg and all the producers are there, and and Kate Winslet is there, and and her baby, and and had a great performance, and and it felt good. Sutton Foster's playing Fiona, a bunch of talent. Uh, uh, um, she's on Modern Family now as the eldest daughter. Sarah Highland mm-hmm. was playing. Middle age, like the teenage version of Fiona, is great cast. Yeah, um, great songs. Glickman and I, because we're both comics, and we and Glickman is is cousins is is a good friend of mine, Max Brooks, um, who was my writing partner on SNL. That's that's Max's uh wife's cousin, and he also knows Ian Edwards. So when we met for the uh, um, because I I did the first two. Then they released me for the third, and then for the final, um, the final workshop, uh, they brought me back in, which made me say, "Okay, that means I'm good." Cause, yeah. Because you got rid of me, but you realized, I mean, ain't nobody going to channel Eddie the way I channel Eddie, right? Yeah. So we did it, and then I was in Kansas City, and Glickman called, "Hey, like Chris, like J- December twenty seventh. Hey, dude, what's up?" I said, "Yo, Glick, what's up?" He's like, "Dude, they just called. I'm fi- I got fired." I was like, "For." For what? He's like, I don't. I don't know. He's like, and he's he was going through it. I said, "Hey, man, well, don't don't sweat it, man." I said, "You, hey, look, they'll mess around, fire me. So nothing, nothing is sacred." He said, "No, they wouldn't fire you. You were on SNL." I was like, "Shoot, well, they, they, then that'd make it harder for them because they'd be like, well, we fired him one time before. We can't fire him again.'" I said, "That'll make for an awkward phone call." Fast forward, maybe two days later, <laughs> two three days like this, December thirtieth. I'm in Kansas City, uh, and our Glickman calls me and says, dude, did you hear uh, such and such, our musical director had a stroke? So I'm like, oh, shoot. So I call our stage manager, Peter. I'm like, yo, Peter, man, dude, is everybody okay? I'm so, I'm so sorry to hear. He's like, he's like, yeah, baby, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's rough out here, and you, know, you just never know how things are going to go, but you know, you'll be fine. I said, yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I'll be. Fine. I said, I'm fine. <laughs> I said, I just, but how's, how's, I s- wait. I said, wait. I said, what are you talking about? He's like, what are you talking about? I said, <laughs> I, well, I'm, t- I'm talking about Michael having a stroke. He's like, shit. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, wait, nobody's called you. Nobody told you. I said. I think you just did. And and then I, I said to him, I said, it's fine. I said, I, I, I'm I fine. And from that, Jeffrey Katzenberg um, heard how well I did Donkey. And so when they were working on Shrek 3, it, it, what initially started as, hey, call Dean to see if he'd mind uh, ADRing for Eddie. Just on a couple of uh, wild lines, so I ADR'd. Then uh, they brought me out to um, 
to do Shrek, the the commercials for Shrek Three, like Disneyland and stuff like that, right? No, no. Here's what's funny. I was I I was supposed to do like uh McD- oh, like McDonald's had four spots, and I think Royal Caribbean had like one one spot. And they called and they said, uh, uh, Christy Sofer, who does uh, DreamWorks casting, she's like, she's like, Dean, everybody loves you and, and Jeffrey wants you to do this stuff. Can you fly out here? I said, yeah, I'll fly out. So I was in Kansas City. Here's a lesson for like all the comics that are listening, right? Um, shut up. Like just <laughs> if you're if you're going to do a job, focus on the job, focus on the task at hand. I I did a weekend in in, uh, in St. Louis, and at the time you still were allowed to smoke in the clubs. So by by the uh, end of the weekend, my 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 voice is nearly gone. Yeah, because the smoke has been affecting my my vocal cords. I get to get to L.A. much like this week, right? I was at the Laugh Factory last night. Did two shows: Chocolate Sunday. Went on tonight. I'm going on again tomorrow night because I like letting the the city know I'm here. So. I didn't have to go on, but I go do chocolate Sundays, and then I'm like, oh, well, you know what? I got to do Mo Better Mondays. Oh, and I got to do Tripping on Tuesdays, so <laughs> I'm doing all these shows. And at the time, do you remember that joke I had about suicide? Like, like um, when the plane crashes, and it was like, nah! Like I was talking, I was like, it sucks when when a plane crashes because you know the only the only thing you can do is scream, and yeah. and you run out of like, ah, ah, <laughs> ah damn, it's taking a long time, right? <laughs> So, but that strained my cord. So by Wednesday morning, I was supposed to go into DreamWorks, and oh, my no. voice is gone. Damn. And I'm calling Christy A. It's Dean. She's like, hey, Dean, how you doing? You ready? I said, I don't know if I can do it because cause, cause the thing with Dunk, Dunk is very low, but then goes yeah. very high, and there's a yeah, lot of yeah. modulation in his voice. Um, I, she's like, no, you're fine. It's your job. You just you just have to let the, the, the directors hear you and know so I come in, I, I can't do it. And the only reason I know how much money I lost is because by the grace of God, when Shrek 4 came out, they said, we really want to try you again. So can you come back in to do these wild spots in these commercials? And I did four McDonald's and two Royal Caribbeans, and I made a lot and of money. You were money. like, motherfucker. And I was mad at myself. <laughs> and that's and I learned I learned my lesson. I said, you know what? When you have a gig, yeah, focus on the gig because you you because I I now know how much money I wound up losing on that last job. Yeah, take and care then, of your instrument. Take take protect the instrument. You know, yeah. and so from that, then uh, when they were working on this Shrek Halloween special. Um, they, I had to audition again, um, and and they did a taste test because they had a guy that they used for a lot of uh, who I think used to be it was a comic at one point. They had a guy that was doing the uh, donkey stuff, but they did a taste test and everybody said Dean. Yeah, and so I wound up doing this where Eddie Eddie wouldn't do the the TV Halloween special, but everybody else Mike Myers. Uh, uh, Cameron Diaz, Antonio Banderas, and Dean, and my name's on the same card as all it is. Yeah, and uh, and it's been and it's been I've I've been with DreamWorks now is what like what thirteen years wow, doing man. that, and 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 they've been great to me. It made a lot of happy holidays. In, yeah, for in sure. Ed was household. Ha, ha, was Eddie Murphy think about your your? Donkey? I don't know if he knows, but he knows you do him right. I'm sure he does because I've always for, wondered about understand people he, who impersonate famous people. Like, yeah, he, I'm sure he has Charlie to know. told him. At so least he, Charlie probably did because because Charlie knows I did Charlie. You yeah, know, yeah, I did yeah, Charlie yeah. Murphy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it me, it was Eddie. You know, oh, okay, I remember that joke. That and uh, <laughs> but but Eddie can't be mad because it's like that 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 money is nothing to yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. but. You know when they're like, like, hey, you know what, Dean? Uh, so we're doing, do we're opening a new th- uh, theme park in Dubai, and we have this Shrek adventure in Dubai. So, all right, and I'm coming in for a couple days a week, you know, for like, uh, like, you know, two or three weeks, and every time is like a sick check. DreamWorks has has Some done 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 wonders yes. for, for the holidays in my household, man. You know, <laughs> and 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 that's I'm I'm very fortunate. I never take it for granted. I'm Can very I ask a question? Did they ever talk to you about like creating a character for you? Correct. Like, like you know what? I always I always like I actually I called casting uh, recently and I said, yo, I said 
I said, I can do other things, <laughs> you know. And she was like, you know what, you're right. She's like, we, we don't have a lot of uh, animated uh, films. They didn't do any animated films last year. Yeah. I said, but they, but you guys have a lot of TV shows. She said, you know what, you're right. I got to let such and such know. Yeah. So I was like, all right. I said, because y'all are family at this point. Yeah, you know, exactly. they, They're family, and, they, and, and I know everybody up there, so yeah. you know, why not? Yeah. Well, Dean, man, I, I know uh, you don't have a lot of time, so I just want to say thank you so much for coming, yeah, and bro. thank you, Sean, for coming. Uh, Sean Dominic, awesome. thank you. Yeah, Sean, uh, what's your about, social media, sir? Yeah, let's let's do the social media, Sean. Uh, what's my, your? Uh, my social media, Sean Dominic five five for Instagram, uh, Sean Dominic for um, Facebook, Twitter, Sean Dominic, I think. Yeah. Okay. Why five five? Some asshole took Sean Dominic. Some, <laughs> I don't I don't know what a, what country they're from, but it was an it was an Asian family, and they have a little baby and that's funny way like 50 years exactly only way i can tell is because like my, when i hashtag sean dominic oh wow it's a bunch of pictures <laughs> of this little baby <laughs> you about to look it up <laughs> yeah so five is my favorite number and i think five was um taken so i yeah. did five five yeah yeah. You could probably email them, DM them, say, hey, hey listen, man. I will feed your whole village. <laughs> Just give me that. <laughs> I think they got way more money than I do. Yeah. That's funny. That's <laughs> funny. How about you, Dean? Where you at? Um, you can follow me on my social, uh, social media, at IAM Dean Edwards. I am Dean Edwards. Um, you, uh, you can catch me on this uh, this season two of um, Our Cartoon President on Showtime, voicing, voicing uh, Cor Cory Booker. Um and also I'm I'm out here working on this uh this new podcast. You can check my old podcast, the Father Mucking Protocol, which uh Sean Dominic uh, we actually had a wonderful episode. Yes, yes, yes. The Father Mucking Protocol on SoundCloud and iTunes. Um and I have a new project um working on a podcast called the Dean Edwards Show, which will be launching uh, October fifteenth on a new network called the Digital Podcast Network. So nice. y'all keep an eye. Out. Uh, I think we'll have like twenty four episodes up for y'all. Uh, and you can binge them in October. Nice. nice. And who's your favorite impersonation to do? Uh, everyone loves Denzel. Everybody loves Denzel. Can you say signing off from the Aflac? But I prefer Denzel. doing Tracy Morgan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tracy's more fun. But what? What? what Just what say, you hey, hey, thanks for for listening. Signing off from the Afterlife. Okay. All right. Okay, so here's the thing. You know what? Uh, I, I'm taking over the role of uh, the role of Bill Dawes will be played by Denzel Washington tonight. And uh, we want to thank you all for tuning in. Can I say that? Yeah. I'll say tuning in because I just forgot what you said. <laughs> but thanks for tuning in to the After Laugh. Did I say that? How was that? You said perfect, man. Good, good, Love good. Love you, Dan. You're the best, good. man. Love you, brother. All right, bye-bye. Peace.